Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Thank you so much for tuning back into another episode here on GEMS Podcast. In the hot seat with me is Isaac Jamal, and here's a bit about Isaac, y'all. He is a relationship coach. Some call him Zuki. He is a life coach who has worked with hundreds of people just like you, going through relationship troubles and feeling like you're feeling now at the end of your rope, hopeless and discouraged. But before he was a life coach, he was you. He was, he's hardworking, husband and father. Um, he's thought of as a winning at marriage until one day his wife suggested they needed to seek counsel. He was shocked, but realized that while he was showing up for his marriage and kids by the measure of achievements and transactions, he was not showing up in how his wife needed him to feel present and alive together. Through their journey back to joy, he learned that relationship skills could be learned. Transformational truths changed his life and their marriage. And you too can apply these tools to your relationship. They will certainly reignite the passion you once shared and prepare you both for the exciting journey ahead. So without further ado, let's welcome Zuki, aka Isaac Jamal, and hear about his relationship goals, the struggles he's overcome, and how he's meshing them both together. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm really excited to be with you. And, you know, just you reading that over just brings up so many thoughts and emotions at the same time. Um, Yes, I am currently married for almost 21 years. We have six beautiful children. Five of those are girls. So there's a lot of drama going on in our house. And, you know, it's given me an opportunity to really hone in on my skills with women. Um, One of the things that I learned through our struggles, it was about seven years into our marriage. And yes, my wife approached me. I was working, you know, day and night. I was really doing well as far as achievement is concerned. I think in anybody's measure of today's achievement and successes, we had bought a home, we had bought a second home, we had two kids and we had a third on the way. And I thought I was just killing it. I thought that I was being, you know, the, you know, I should get the husband of the year award because I was able to pay all the bills and be able to just, you know, do what I thought men were meant to do. And she approached me and said to me, you know, I'm really not feeling that amazing. I'm feeling a little lonely. I'm feeling detached. I'm feeling like you don't see me. And would you mind if we went and spoke to someone? And I I had no idea what the hell she was talking about. It was just one of those moments where like, what? What are you talking about? Like, we're doing great. Because my mindset as far as relationships were concerned was that as long as the man was bringing in the you know, bringing in the bacon and bringing in the money and paying the bills that he was doing everything that he was supposed to be doing in the relationship and, you know, taking them on vacations and buying the things that they wanted. I mean, what more responsibility does a man have in a relationship? 
So that's a good so, point. Let me jump in really quick there, Isaac, sure. because there's a lot of men that may think like you. You think that as long as the bills are getting paid and you're providing for the household, but sometimes you fail to realize that your wife, she wants to be seen, but she also wants to be heard. She wants to go on date night. She wants you to notice when she gets a new haircut or if she changes her nail, her nail colors or just the little things that you may not think matter matter to us as women because we do subtle things to make sure that we're keeping it you know spicy <laughs> for our hus- for our husbands and me being married not nearly as long as you have but there are certain things that I do to show my husband okay I'm doing something for myself but you know it's going to benefit the both of us So what you're saying is part of what I've learned on my journey in becoming a relationships coach is that no one really tells men how women operate. We don't know what makes you tick. We don't know. And there's a huge difference between men and women. We are so different. We are two different species. You know, it could be a gorilla and a, you know, and and a zebra. I mean, it's just like two different completely species we don't think alike. We don't, you know, you know, we don't speak alike. We don't communicate alike. There's nothing about men and women that are the same, but no one teaches you these skills. And one of the things that I learned is understanding the differences between men and women. For example, women like to be appreciated different than men do, right? And what you're saying for a woman, yes, yeah, she might decide to move the couch and if he doesn't realize that it's like oh my god he doesn't love me he doesn't care about me he doesn't care about anything that I do and she totally gets shut down and the way to appreciate a woman is through communicating verbally men that's the first thing if the men are listening that you need to know it's not good enough that you buy jewelry or that you buy flowers those things are really sweet but if you don't verbally communicate then she doesn't know that you're appreciating her And I would teach that appreciate her directly. You are beautiful. Thank you for dinner. You're an amazing chef. You always have this house set. It's such a warm feeling. You create that. Where men, and this might be a shock and something that you can learn as well when you go home, is that men like to be appreciated about their productivity. So if you ask them to mow the lawn, and he went out and actually did it. Yeah, most women struggle with actually getting him to mow the lawn, but say he did, right? He mowed the lawn and you say, thank you. That's not appreciation for a man. An appreciation for a man would be the lawn looks amazing. It's about what he produces and not about him. So that's a small nuance between men and women. If you want to light your man up, definitely talk specifically about what he produced. Now, I tend to do this in my group coaching or the one-on-one coaching. I'll ask you a question. You know, if you rent or own your home, right? If he pays the rent or pays the mortgage, you might do it jointly. But have you ever considered if the electricity would get turned off in the house? What would your reaction to him be? Well, didn't you take care of that? But it's not just his responsibility. It's both of our responsibilities because he doesn't live in the house alone. We live in the home together. That I get. But generally, if it's, say, his responsibility, and I'm just giving an example here, most women would be like, 
are you an idiot? Did you forget to pay the bill? How can you get the electricity? How can you have the electricity shut off? And I tend to tell women at the same time, well, have you ever thanked him for the electricity being on? And men, a lot of times in women's minds, it's kind of like our job, a lot of these things. It's kind of like things that we're supposed to do, but we don't get appreciated for actually doing it. It's kind of like, well, that's a given. And well, when was the last time you showed me appreciation, right? That gets us into a frustrating area in our relationships. And one of the things, like I said, is that, is that it's a skill. We need to learn what are the differences between men and women. What is the verbal differences between men and women, right? Women tend to communicate with other women and then communicate with their man in the same language they might communicate with their girlfriends. So let me chime in there. Yeah, so that is a very valid point. So one thing that I would say from a woman's perspective is understand your husband's love language and how he interacts and how he interacts with you or likes to be interact because he could interact with you a certain way, but it may not necessarily be the way that is his choice of interaction. So ask him, when I say this, how does it make you feel? And actively listen to what he says and vice versa. One thing that really helped my husband and I before we went down the marriage journey was we did 12 weeks of premarital counseling and it was the longest 12 weeks. And most people only do three weeks, not even that. And I think that helps any, any couple who's getting ready to enter into a marriage because it is a lifetime commitment. And my mom says, oh, you millennials, you get married on a Friday, divorced on a Sunday because you don't know what it's like to really work at a marriage. And so I like the fact totally that, you, <laughs> that you mentioned that women sometimes we talk to men, how we talk to our girlfriends, not realizing that men are like waffles. You like to compartmentalize things and fix them. And women are like noodles. We're so interwoven and we could take on multiple things and multitask. And I thought that was a good analogy that someone shared with me because I was like, that is so true. Because when I would come home from corporate America and tell my husband certain things, he's like, I would get mad when you would tell me that because I just want to fix it. And I was like, I don't need you to fix it. I just need you to be a sounding board and listen to what I'm saying. Correct. And generally what I call women is they, they have something called the cloud and everything's connected to everything. And generally when they're communicating with their man, it could be about the light bulb, but he doesn't realize the whole relationship is in that light bulb. You know, it's kind of like they connect everything back to the relationship because women are a relationship-based being. They relate with other women. They relate with everybody in the world and they crave a deep connection. So detail for women is really important. But men tend to miss some communication with women. For example, if the two of you are driving in the car and she says to you, hey, sweetie, you know, are you hungry? And you say, you know, no, I'm good. Thank you for asking. You've missed it she's hungry, right? There's kind of, no one told taught men that we're Sherlock Holmes and we got to kind of figure out what it is that women are saying because that's their communication style. Because men speak very, um, very distinctly, right? They describe exactly what they're thinking. Women are more descriptive and you kind of got to figure out what it is that they're saying to you. But if men get really good at that, that's when a woman feels like he really gets me. He loves me. He totally gets me. And you feel that deep connection. 
And I love that you took that 12 week course because that's exactly what we do to teach skills. We give a three month course to couples that are either dating, want, uh, uh, like you said, a lifelong relationship. This is not dating tips or Tinder tips. This is about people who want to have what my definition of marriage is. I don't know what yours is. I'm curious, but my definition of marriage is a long life commitment to emotional intimacy. Because physical intimacy is something that happens in the relationship, but the emotional intimacy is where we're really connected and we're connected for life. That's the commitment we're, you know, com committing to. That's, that's what we, we want. So, you know, and we teach the difference between men and women. We teach the communication difference. We teach communications at, at all together because so many people in their relationships, and this is a large source of frustration for a lot of people, is not feeling understood. So you battle or you can debate if you want to be nice about it, right? You could be debating and all of a sudden it's like, nah, you, you don't get me. And all of a sudden you never listen. And we turn that into personal insults right away. And we're not realizing that we're hurting the other person, but we're just trying to communicate what it is that we want to say. And so many of us feel misunderstood. And when we feel misunderstood, we kind of step back in our relationship, but creates more distance. And that's what we're looking for to do. We're looking to create more passion, more excitement, more joy, more fulfillment in the relationship. And you know, it's, it's not this movie or Hollywood like feeling where we're all over each other all, all the time. Cause that's not what really marriage is or a committed relationship. A committed relationship has two ends. What I like to call the work side and then there's the relationship side and the work side. I tend to, yeah, you got to do both. Most people fix, uh, uh, focus on the business side and the business side is generally finances. It's kids if you have them. And then what I like to call maintenance, carpool, pay the bills, you know, who's buying the grocery, who's cooking dinner, who's changing the diapers. That's all maintenance stuff. And that's what we people mostly think that relationships are, but we tend to not focus or remember why we got into this relationship. It was you. It was you that I was excited about. And to show up excited to see each other every day is something most people don't know how to create. I mean, I talk to people daily I and mean, people schedule phone calls. You know, I'm on the phone with them for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes each. And they struggle in this area of focusing on what, do I need to give up? What do I need to let go of to make this relationship amazing and take 100% responsibility of creating that relationship you want yourself? You know, most people point the finger to the other person. If they just change that, then I'd be much more happier in this or more fulfilled in this relationship. And it generally starts with us. Absolutely. You definitely have to take that time to self-reflect and work on that personal growth and development because you are meant to complement the other person in the relationship and you're doing life together, not solo. So one of the things that I like to do is whenever I'm having a hard time with my husband is I try to think about what made me fall in love with this man and realize that my husband has flaws and imperfections just like I do. But what is it that we could bring to the table and not hit below the belt and bring one another down because we're here to build one another up. And whenever I feel like I am misunderstood or misheard, 
I try to make sure I bring that up to him rather than rather sooner than later versus letting it fester because some people go through relationship and allow things to be bottled up and fester and before you know it you explode and then also make sure that you're bringing it up in a way and in a way that the other person is susceptible of receiving it but also what is the setting that you're bringing it up in has he had a long day at work are, are you just bombarding him when he gets in the house? Are you allowing him to simmer down or are you allowing her to simmer down or et cetera? And then just make sure that that person is relaxed and calm and then bring it up because you never know what they were dealing with at work. And my husband always tells me our house is a place of peace and it's our sanctuary. Don't bring those <laughs> negative energies and vibes into our home. Leave, leave work at work and home is for home. That's beautiful. I'd like to add that in creating the mindset, there's two pieces. One, if you know you are a working person or you're part of any organization or business or have your own, businesses tend to work with you know business plans, one year, three year, five year business plan. And I'd like everyone for a moment to reflect, what's your relationship plan? What's your relationship vision? Where would, where would you like your relationship to be in a year, in three years, in five years? Because if you don't have a goal, if you don't have a bullseye that you are aiming for, then where are you going? You know, it's kind of like life happens and we're going to figure it out. And we don't take the time to reflect on what is it that I want out of, of, uh, out of my marriage or my relationship? And if we took a moment and write that down, and if you want to do it, if both of you are open enough to sit down and both of you script it out and actually write it or share it with each other, find those commonalities first and start building there and then work out and negotiate the differences between where the vision is of where you want to go. You might want to buy a house. You might want to have kids, but more so about what does it look like in that emotional intimacy between the two of you. What does that look like? And start working there. I the like second, that. Yeah. The second piece is, and we, we all, I think, make this mistakes at moments, but write it down somewhere in your house. Put it on the refrigerator. You know, put it on, uh, put it on your phone as a reminder. Relationships are not a place where we go to get relationships are a place where we go to give. And if we give unconditionally and our mindset is that more, you know, 99 out of a hundred times, that's going to come back to you. And if you have two people focused on what am I supposed to be giving to this beautiful person that I chose to spend, you know, my life with, then it'll create it on its own because you're not looking and this happens after you're in a relationship, it might happen after you get married. It might even happen after you have your first child, but it can happen in a, in a relationship where you're not married is where you've been with each other long enough that you kind of feel like I got this person. I don't have to work on it anymore. Where when you first were dating, you'd dress in a certain way, you'd smell in a certain way, you'd make plans in a certain way and you'd show up and be present. And after a while we feel like, okay, it gets complacent. And the first thing our mind does is like, what am I getting out of this? And then our mind starts to really start working on our fears 
am I with the right person? And that's and then you start looking at all the negative things that person is bringing and saying, I'm not happy because your focus has shifted, your perspective has shifted. So if you can keep a perspective of I'm supposed to be giving, not receiving, and you bring that every day, that's going to light the other person up. Absolutely. And I always tell people, just keep it spicy too in the relationship. Try something fun that you haven't done before. Make make sure that you are dating your partner on a continual basis because you put in the work in the beginning. So why do you think the work needs to stop whenever you're 10 years in, 20 years in? No, keep on dating. And the other day I, I realized, and I told my husband, we haven't been on a date in a while. I would love to go to this new movie theater. And so we went to the movies and had dinner. And sometimes you don't even need to get out of the house. Sometimes I would you know, prefer my husband to cook a home cooked meal. I love his meals. And my husband was a chef by trade for so long. So, (laughs) but then of course, like me do something that excites him as well. Like, oh, do I, do I need to go book like a game? Or I know my husband loves concerts. So sometimes I would surprise him with concert tickets whenever the Houston rodeo, um, show will come into town or like maybe a comedy night or just different things like that. And then I liked earlier, you mentioned kids and people fail to realize when kids come into the equation, sometimes couples make it all about the kids, but you still have to make sure that you have time for each other too, because your kids are just a bonus to your relationship, but who you are should still be that strong, powerful couple. And then your kids should be like, oh, this is amazing. The life that we created together. But don't just focus all your time on your kids that you neglect your partner. So there's two things I want to say in in response. One is I want to give you a couple of tools to create those date nights. So I have a rule that I teach the couples that I work with. The first one is 24 hours, one day a month outside of the house. Find yourself a hotel room, find somewhere, rent an Airbnb, but leave your actual home environment and spend 24 hours away together so that you can remind yourselves that we're not just adults, but we could be kids too, right? Set up a romantic evening, set up a dinner, bring some candles, have a wonderful evening together outside of the house. So you break up that routine that you might be in and you keep things uh, exciting and spicy once a month that's twice, and it doesn't have to be an expensive, you know, vacation to somewhere, just somewhere local where you guys can just be alone outside of your home environment. I love that big smile you have on. I like, I think you like that one. <laughs> yes, because I'm a big traveler. I love to travel and do things. <laughs> the second is, is that you can, you can um, rotate date night if you want to stay home or create something on a date night, but allow the other person to completely plan the evening and go with whatever it is that they want to the journey that they want to take you on. And if you rotate that and you could do that, you know, each one of you twice a month, one each take once every two weeks, kind of like one person take charge and kind of create the evening for the other person that keeps everything, you know, just exciting. And what you said is so spot on. Our relationship comes first. Most people don't know this. And I know we have these beautiful human souls that, you know, God blesses us with. And we have these children and we tend to um, magnetically go to these kids because they really need us. 
But if we don't remind ourselves our relationships come first, over the next 18 to 20 years for this child to go to college, in 18 years from now, it's going to be me and you. And we have to maintain that because they will find their significant other. And they will, you know, I always kind of say, it's like Noah's Ark. We go two by two and you have to know who your partner is. These children do pass through us and we have a responsibility to guide and, and encourage them and influence them to be the best people that they are. But our relationship comes first. And when you do that, children grow up in an environment where they see what love means. And for me, creating love and harmony in every home is one step at a time for us creating this beautiful world and universe that we want love and harmony. And if children grow up in a home where work is a priority or, uh, you know, I myself is a priority, that's not something that if you show that love is the number one thing and our relationship is the number one thing, we will be instilling values in our children without even opening up our mouths. I love that. And I want to give you a chance to just give five tools or tips to for anyone that is entering a relationship and they want to take it from courting and dating to engagement, then to marriage. Okay. So if you're in a relationship, there are a few things that you have to look out for. First of all, are you prepared to make the commitment? We have, to, we have to check in with ourselves first because a lot of the times we tend to go into relationships because we want something. We want to be nurtured or we want to be connected. But is this the person that's going to be able to grow with me? Do we have our values aligned? Do we want similar a similar future? And a lot of times you meet people with different backgrounds. That could be amazing. But what is it that we want to create together? So you have to check in with yourself first. Another, I think, major um, tip that I can give people, and this is a little technical, it, you know, we go into it more so in our co coaching courses, is that there has to be a balance of masculine and feminine energy to keep things excited. You know, and men, I, I've put out some, some content and some videos on this, I speak about it a lot, is that men today, I think, are more challenged than ever. I think men today have to be that five-star general when it comes to work and when it comes to dealing with the world at, at large, but then come back home and be this sensitive being and balancing that out for them, being the emotional rock for your woman. And, you know, it, it's a difficult task, but women also, what I mean by connecting to their feminine energy is bringing out that radiant smile. Women, if you want to know what really turns on your man, it, it's that smile that you bring. If you have a frown on your face, if you're worried all the time, he's not feeling your connection. He's not attracted to you because you're not truly connected to your feminine energy. So it's a technical term, but balancing out that masculine feminine energy where a man's in his masculine energy and a woman's in her feminine energy, that's going to keep things excited. Communication. When you're communicating, make sure you understand what the other person is saying. Check in with them. I hear you saying this. Is this what you're trying to say? And a lot of times you'll find out, no, that's not what I meant. And you just saved yourself a fight because you're about to go on something he didn't catch or she didn't catch it from the onset. And that's not what you're trying to say. So when you're communicating, be patient 
and make sure that you're understanding the other person. Those Good are, so far? Yes, those are really powerful tools and tips. And now let's jump into the call to action part of this segment, Isaac. So I want you to share what is a challenge that you have for the audience? Where do you want them to connect with you via your website and your social media? So for anyone listening, if you feel like you love this person that you're with, but something just frustrates you within this relationship, you don't feel like you're communicating well, you don't feel that deep connection that you want, you don't feel like you're being respected enough and that they're not seeing you for who you are, I want you to know that we need to learn relationship skills. It's just like having a professional job. You know, it's something that we have to train ourselves with. It's not something that we get downloaded into our human brain as we become adults. It's something that we have to work on. It has to be a priority for you. And if you're feeling this way in your relationship, I want you to reach out to me. You can reach out to me on uh, Instagram, uh, Jamal, Co uh, Jamal Coaching. And DM me either connect or light it up. If it's Facebook that you like to connect with, you can message me on, on uh, you can look at there. I believe it's under my name, Isaac Jamal, uh, last name J-E-M-A-L, I-S-A-A-C, and then J-E-M-A-L. You can message me the same thing. And I will share with you our, our free guides. And I will send you, if you're interested, a free webinar. It's a 36-minute webinar. And it has a six-minute meditation in that process where I teach some more tools, like how to be present, how to communicate, how to stop criticizing. And you can also reach me at my website, jamalcoaching.com. And generally I offer one-on-one -on -one coaching at, or group coaching. And the program itself, the course itself is the same in both. It's a three month process. It's not therapy where you have to be there for years on end. This is an education. I'm coaching you on understanding the fundamental skills you need to help your relationship grow over time. There's a myth that over time we kind of drift apart. It's a lie. We're actually supposed to come closer together because we're deepening our emotional connection. We're deepening our understanding of one another. So if anyone out there wants more in their relationship, you can reach me in one of those three places. And there you have it, listeners and viewers of GEMS Podcast. You just heard our guest, Isaac Jamal. All of his contact information will be in the show notes. For those of you interested in video components, head on over to YouTube and type in at GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp for all things video. And make sure you subscribe and share this segment. We're on 40 plus platforms. And for those of you interested in becoming a brand sponsor, you can find out more information by heading on over to genesisamariskemp.net, clicking on that podcast tab. And you'll also see that we are ranked in the top 3% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. So until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and go work on your relationship. Hard work surely pays off. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Mars Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at 
gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.